in Dublin this weekend. There was another PGA tournament at the same course this past weekend. I guess Dublin, Ohio is the capital of golf now. And there was a poll on ESPN the other day that I found laughable. It was. Who has a better chance to catch who? And the options were Mahomes catching Brady with six Super Bowls, LeBron catching Jordan with six NBA titles, or Tiger catching Jack Nicklaus with 18 majors. Yo, How about none of the above? Mahomes has one Super Bowl. How is he even theoretically in striking distance of six? Ben has two. And if Ben's too old to catch Brady, which he is, then LeBron is too old to catch Jordan, and Tiger is too old to catch Jack. Tiger winning the Masters at age 43 last year was a last gasp and not a new beginning. Why can't sports ever let there be new heroes? which football is trying to do with Mahomes. Football has always been better at that than most. Football always has moved in to a new age with heroes for a new generation and rules that allow people who want points and fantasy players to keep it as America's number one sport. But Mahomes ain't winning six Super Bowls, or even three. He ain't Brady, Reed ain't Belichick, the Chiefs ain't New England. But hoops won't let LeBron go, and golf won't let Tiger go. What about the Greek freak or Jordan Spieth? What about McElroy or Kepka or Steph Curry? LeBron ain't been MVP since 2013. That Masters last year was Tiger's first major since 2008. Spieth won two majors in 2015 and another in 2017, and Kepka has four majors since 2017. Let's have some new heroes in sports. Captain Nemo brought to you by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956, and by Wall Family Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Lots of new sponsors. What's my cut? Here's somebody who just doesn't get it. Uh, Triflin uh, tweets about who to put on the top power play. Hornquist or Jake, who would be the better net front presence? I've had a lot of people say it got to be horny because you got to justify a salary. That, of course, is nonsense. You got to put the guy there who's best for the job because it's the playoffs. Trifling tweets Jake is young, least likely to be sour about it. Okay, first off, buddy, I've dealt with plenty of young guys in every sport who could be extremely sour. Jake's just not wired that way, but it's not about who's least likely to be sour. It's not about the path of least resistance and who would do the job the best. And whether that's Jake or Hornquist, I do not know. That's the poll today on my Twitter, at X. But it's, uh, it's uh, you make the decision on nothing besides productivity. Uh, DB tweets, can Gensel play on the left half wall? I know it's not ideal him being a left-hand shot on the left side, but it presents the opportunity to have 
Hornquist and Jake on the top power play and doesn't take Sid or Gino out of their most effective spots. Uh, could Jake play there? I, I guess he could try. I just don't think he'd be very good at it. I am a big believer in having your five best players on the power play. But I do know that you have to do certain things to play in certain spots. And again, I'm not sure Jake would be all that good uh, on the left half wall. Uh, Andrew Brandt, uh, a guest on this show, former NFL executive, now covers the game, says the issue with the NFL currently is this. Back in March, April, and May, we said the NFL is the luxury of time. They could sit back and watch. This thing will definitely be better by July and August. But the reality is this thing is worse, much worse. Boy, ain't that the truth. We did say again and again, if any league had an edge, it was the NFL, because things will get better. They've not gotten better. They've gotten worse. And this, of course, is your cue to find a stat that says we're getting better. If there's more cases, we're not getting better. But fewer people are dying. Fewer people are in hospitals. Right, because the severe cases came early. Because the vulnerable people naturally got it early. Because we weren't protecting and they were exposed. Now everybody getting it, but the vulnerable people have the sense to stay indoors. But if we keep getting it, it'll find the vulnerable people. Sooner or later it'll get there because of our carelessness. I saw some guy who who exposed uh, his uh, father to COVID because he didn't take it seriously. I know these are extreme cases, and he said he'll carry that burden with him the rest of his life because his father died. Well, he should. He should. He absolutely should. If you're listening, and he won't because he lives out in Iowa, but if you are listening because this show is popular, who knows who's listening? If you're listening, it's your fault your father died, period. It just is. Okay? You recognized it. Live with it. Uh, you know, it's pretty funny. This Jared Dyson that plays outfield for the Pirates. Now, he sucks. Can't hit a lick. Good fielder in center field. But he was asked if he considered opting out, and he said, no, I need my money, unquote. And Tim Benz pointed out that Dyson is two for two in terms of honesty. If you remember when he signed with the Pirates, he said, ain't too much out there right now. In other words, wish I could have gone somewhere else. Wish I would have got offered more and by a better team, but that is not how it worked out. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. You know what's a big debate on Twitter right now is whether the Pirates should have signed Yasiel Puig. And people say, oh, he's a troublemaker. Oh, okay, so what? This team stinks. He can hit. Let me tell you one thing for certain about the Pirates. If they do cobble together a miracle 60 games and somehow make the playoffs... They will not do so based on chemistry. They will do so because a bunch of guys who normally stink had career years. Okay, if Puig can hit and they do need a DH, they should bring him in. They should bring Malky Cabrera back. And any excuse to not bring in a better guy to be a DH when two guys that are available on the cheap is just absolute BS and shows how cheap they are that they're too cheap to add a guy who's cheap because they want to be cheaper still. I just, again, like I said earlier, that headline in the Post-Gazette, 
What if Colin Moran improves his defense at third base? Who gives a frig if anybody improves anything on that team? Because they could never improve enough to be any good. I, I can't believe people who cover the team can bring themselves to tweet, treat the Pirates like a competitive entity to try to dream up ways they could win or even be respectable. Oh, well. That's why I don't talk about them. That's why I'm glad I don't cover them. There are guys like Jason Mackey, good writer. He finagled his way from covering the Penguins to covering the Pirates. And I know he played baseball in high school, and he loves baseball, but why would you do that? That's like, that's like, that's like going from covering the restaurant beat with high society you know, restaurant reviews and free meals. And next thing you know, you're covering the pandemic, and you're out there in the streets with the lepers in Calcutta. I mean, my God. Covering the Pirates? Yikes. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, I talked at the beginning of the same about new heroes in sports. We need new heroes. How we won't let go of LeBron and uh, Tiger Woods. Who are the new heroes that deserve recognized in any sport? Like, that's one thing I'll say. I'm very protective of Sid and his status as the game's best player. But when the NHL kind of shifts a lot of the focus like they have the past few years to McJesus and Matthews and guys like that, the younger guys, I don't agree with it, but I definitely understand why they're doing it from the league's perspective. I definitely do. So who should get the focus? Who should the new heroes be in sports? 412-333-90. We got Ray on hold. We'll get to him first thing out of the break. It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9. DX at 105.9. I was talking about two guys the Pirates should sign. They already signed. Yasil Puig just signed with Atlanta today. And uh, Melky Cabrera has signed with the New York Mets. To which I say, well, cross them off then. I'd like to get some calls, but I don't think I'll ever get calls again. I think I've scared off all the week of heart. But we do have... Ray on the phone. If you'd like to follow Ray, dial 412-333-WXDX. But let's talk to Ray. Ray, you're on the air. Hey, what's up, Mark? Uh, A few years ago, we all know Matthew Murray was brilliant, took us through the two cup runs. Since then, not so much. I know his dad passed away. Actually, it's three years ago now. Yes, that's true. Wow. So what's going on with his game? What has changed? And give me your prognosis for the future. They kept Jari all these years in the wings. That's paying off. Who's the future, and how does Matthew Murray change that? Well, first off, we think it's paying off with Jari. Uh, Don't forget, he was a guy who, you hung up already? Jari's a guy who was terrible in camp for like every year since the Penguins drafted him till this year. And he had a good year, a good first uh, full year in the NHL. Is he your long-term answer? I think that's what they're looking at because they're not going to pay Murray what he wants, and I believe we'll trade him after this season, uh, when he reaches restricted free agency, but they can still deal his rights. Uh, What happened with Murray? I think that once Marc-Andre Fleury wasn't here to push him, I don't want to say Murray became complacent because that would reflect negatively on his character. But some guys just need that other guy who's going to play if you stumble. And uh, even though Jari's done a good job this year when Murray has stumbled or when Mike Sullivan just started trusting Jari more, 
I don't think Murray is ever going to see Jari in the same light as he did Mark Andre Fleury. Although I am told that Murray and Jari have a good relationship, just like Murray and Fleury did. And uh, again, you can't turn back time. If you could, you'd be Cher or uh, Superman. Remember that? Uh, what movie was it where Lois got killed, but he reversed the Earth's rotation to turn back time and save Lois? So those are the only two people I know that could could turn back time. And whenever they traded Flurry, well, you know, finagled Vegas into taking him in the expansion draft and kept Murray, every single GM and coach in hockey would have done that then because Murray was a young goalie who had just won two Stanley Cups and was more affordable. But if you could go back and do it over again, you would. You'd keep Flurry. If you knew it was going to turn out like it did and each goalie was going to play like they did, you'd keep Flurry. But, but again, that's not the wrong move. It was the right move, and it turned out bad. Let's go to Tony in Penn Hills. Tony, you're on with Double M. Hey, what's up? What up, man? Uh, I just wanted to elaborate on what you were talking about, uh, legends dying and new ones, you know, kind of coming into the leagues and everything. I was just seeing what you thought on Giannis. I think he's a great player. Maybe could be the next LeBron. Yeah, I, I think he needs to win or at least get to a final. But uh, I think he's a great player. He's very charismatic. But LeBron's just everywhere. LeBron's Nike. LeBron has Stephen A. Smith as his press agent on Woke Center. Le- LeBron just won't let go, and we won't let LeBron go. Like I said, dude ain't been MVP uh, since 2013. You know, he won the one NBA title with, with Cleveland. But really, he's won three NBA titles, and given the expectations in the team he was with, especially in Miami, he probably could have done a bit better. But I, I think Giannis would be a, a definite guy to talk about. I think Steph Curry. The only thing Steph Curry is, and I'm not criticizing Curry the guy. Super team. Well, not only that, he bombs in threes. He's like a novelty guy. He's a great all-around player, but what he mostly does is bomb in threes, correct? Right. So, And that doesn't mean he's not good at other facets of the game. But the three is what he's known for. So, yeah, I think Giannis would be a good choice. Steph Curry, though, he's real marketable. i got to say that about him. Uh, Durant's a dink. Kyrie Irving's a dink. It can't be a dink. That's one thing. The hero can't be a dink. If the hero's a dink, he's not a hero for very long. I have one more thing. So, uh, if, like, you were to retire, is there anybody that can replace you in the Pittsburgh radio scene? No, never. That'll do it. Thanks. Thank you. I think if Adam Crowley could kick the drugs maybe someday, but, boy, that's a big if. Big if. When I talk to his counselor, he's not optimistic. Let's go to Dylan. Dylan, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Terrific. Good. I had a question. Did you know, do you know who the Penguins' exhibition game opponent is going to be, and do you care on who it is? No and no. Uh, I, everybody plays one exhibition game, correct? Yes. I haven't seen who the who the exhibition game will be against. No, it doesn't matter much to me. To be honest, playing Montreal in the first round, I'd be just as content to go in cold, not play an exhibition game, and not take that extra risk, however slight of injury. And I'll tell you this, any one of my key guys, any one of my regulars who had anything even remotely bugging him for that exhibition, I would sit that guy out. How about you? That sounds like a good plan. At one follow-up, 
do you think they're just going to start murder for the full game, or do you think they're going to do like a 50 50 split? For the exhibition? Yes. That's actually a really good question. Uh, if it were me, I'd go with the 50 50 split, but boy, you'd kind of like Murray to get in 60 minutes, too, wouldn't you? Yes, I agree. Then again, if there's one guy not going to be out of shape, it's Matt Murray. The guy weighs 110 pounds. Thank you for the call. And I'm jealous. I'm jealous, believe me. I bet he eats a lot, too. You ever know anybody like that? They eat a lot and they never put on weight. If you look at a Twinkie, you gain nine pounds. And by the way, Adam Crowley is not on drugs, as far as you know. Up next, Stan. Stan used to chew coca leaves back in the 20s. That's Stan Savard up next, 105.9. At 105.9. Joining me now, he is the godfather of the Pittsburgh sports media. Always a pleasure to be joined by Stan Saffron. Stan, we're going to talk hockey in a second, but first, the NFL and NFLPA met today to iron out terms of the return to play, and no progress was reportedly made. What's to negotiate? Isn't a CBA in place? Why do all these sports have to have a labor dispute before they start playing? The only thing I can imagine, I don't know, is it's about protocols in terms of health, in terms of safety, um, all those kinds of things. Uh, we found out a little bit about the NHL, uh, about hotel employees have to be tested, elevators, uh, I mean, from you know, soup to nuts. Uh, that's my only guess. I, I mean, the parameters um, are already in place because their CBA is in place. So th- that's my only guess, I, 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 the only thing I can figure out. That's why I give hockey credit, Stan. They not only agreed to return rather seamlessly, they got a decent plan in place, but they hammered out a new CBA. Hockey alone seems to understand there's a pandemic, that the circumstance is unique and difficult. And they did it, for the most part, just between the two of them. You didn't hear all kinds of negotiating in public. You didn't have people pandering, trying to gain public approval, so that one guy would be a good guy, one guy would be the bad guy. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's much to their credit. Now, look, they've had their share of labor disputes. Let's, let's not uh, kid ourselves. They've had stoppages. They lost a whole season, which turns out, you know, short-term loss for a long-term gain. But by and large, this time around, they both said, you know, it's corny, it's cliche. Um, we're in this together. If we expect to have a season, we're going to have to work together on this to get it done. Stan, I think pro sports have a chance to be played. I don't think college football has a chance. What say you? There's just too many variables and too few ways to realistically control. I just don't see it. I mean, and the one thing, of course, that uh, the pros don't have to worry about, they don't have to worry about a general student population. I mean, they'll have protocols for fans, but uh, I just, I've said this from the get-go, there's just no way that I can see that they can have college football if students aren't back in classrooms. Uh, If you're going to tell students, the general student population, that they're going to get their classes online, virtually, that sort of thing, Zoom meetings, there's no way you can bring back athletes on uh, on campus. It's a bad optic. It'll never fly. 
Um, certainly, athletics and money trump education, being realistic about it. But this is one thing I heard they can't overcome. There's just no way you're going to tell students to stay away. But you football players, you come on back in here, and you live in a dorm, and you go to the locker room, and we'll take care of you. It's not going to happen. Let's get to the Penguins, Stan. Second day of camp today. Uh, I think the Penguins' biggest enemy is the format. With receding every round, their bracket can't get busted. They're the five team seed, so they're going to play a great team every round except the prelim. I mean, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, you know, somebody will knock off somebody because the farther you get, you know, good teams are going to have to play each other. I mean, ultimately, they're probably, uh, if things go really well, they're going to have to probably be two of the top four teams in the conference. We'll wait and see which two that happens to be, uh, but I don't think there's any way around it. Although, Stan, Stan excuse me, probably three, because like I said, as the, as the number five seed, the good teams will keep getting pushed toward them. Yeah, um, well, yeah, I mean, Philadelphia's a top four team. Um, I don't know that they're much better than the Penguins are. Uh, Boston, Tampa Bay, you know, it's likely, you know, they'll have to deal with one another. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that they're in any worse shape than any of the other teams, Mark. I mean, I, I really don't. Um, I, I'm not going to look past Montreal. That's a mistake. We see upsets happen in the past, but not to this magnitude. I mean, we, we don't see number 24 knocking off number one or even number five, and that's what they are. Uh, but I, I mean, once once they get to that, you get to that point. Um, the only team that that I have issues with uh, in terms of their matchup, I've said this before, is Boston. Uh, I don't know if this is the best Boston team in the last four or five years. Uh, time will tell. But the matchup, just with the Bruins, and maybe I'm reacting to past failures. Uh, I, I just the styles make the match like in boxing. I don't like that matchup. Uh, against the Flyers, against the Capitals, against Tampa, if that's what it comes to, I think they've got as good a chance as any. Boston bothers me. Uh, well, you answer my next question, Stan. I was going to say, who's the one team the Penguins just don't want to play? And your point's well taken about Boston. And I think the Penguins are actually the best team on paper in the East. I really do. I just think there's a cluster pretty close, like Boston, uh, Washington, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, but if you ask me if the Penguins took a backseat to any of them, I would say talent-wise, no. I think the only one talent-wise that compares is Tampa Bay. Now, if you're talking goaltending matchups, that's a little bit different, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is. You know, when you get to that point, um, all things being equal, the goaltender can make the difference. Uh, And Tuka Rask is a proven commodity. You know, one might suggest, you know, Vasilevsky, um, he has to prove it in the playoffs, which he did not last year. Uh, Matt Murray has pedigree, but we all know what's happened the last couple of years. Uh, the one thing I think the Penguins do have, and this always comes in to play in the playoffs, uh, I don't know if it's more so this year because they didn't play a complete regular season, but that is somewhat mitigated by playing an extra three to five games. I think the Penguins are really deep. Um, I, I think that you know they have quality, um, obviously, I know people don't like Dominic Simone, Bukestad, but they, they are guys you can put in the lineup and not fear for your life if you use them. Um, I can't speak to the overall quality of depth for Boston or Tampa Bay, but not only in terms of, you know, one through 12 and then one through six, uh, I, I like their depth. And as you know, 
playoffs bring injuries, maybe more so this year. Uh, I think they're well-suited to handle that. Um, I think any team that loses a superstar is in trouble, but I think that the Penguins are you know, well-positioned to handle injuries if they should come about. Let's stay with the goaltending for one more second, Stan. It's a cliched thing to talk about, but where does Matt Murray stand right now? Because he didn't have a great year, and there's really no way to say he's been better than maybe slightly above average since he won the Cup in 2017. I mean, that, that's, that's the, you know, the, the big quandary. Um, you know, will the real Matt Murray please stand up? Um, we really haven't seen. We saw a glimpse of it earlier this year, but we haven't seen playoff Matt Murray for a couple of seasons now. Uh, I look at you know the competition there. Vasilevsky can be spectacular, but he hasn't been in the playoffs. Although he was pretty darn good against them uh, when they played him a few years back. Um, Holtby won a cup, but Holtby was not having a great season this year. Rask. Uh, We've seen him in action, uh, much to our dismay, but I don't know that he's as good as he has been. Um, and Carter Hart is a young guy getting his first chance. You know, once you get beyond that, um, you know, Murray doesn't fail too badly by comparison, but it's not about comparing goaltenders. It's about looking at what he does. I also think it's imperative that the Penguins get back to the style of hockey that they were playing during January and December when they were diligent about their defense. They got away from it. Clearly, they got away from it the past two seasons overall, certainly in the Islander playoff series. I mean, that helps a goaltender a great deal. Um, you, you can't expect all the odd man breaks they were giving up. Um, I, I don't care if it's Patrick Waugh or Ken Dryden back there. No goaltender is going to be able to stand up to that consistently. We're talking to Stan Saverin, the Godfather. He's brought to you by the law firm of Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. They got your back, not your wallet. Stan, here's my question of the day. I got to pull up on Twitter. Who should be the net front presence on the power play? Hornquist or Gensel? Um, I- I'm going to st- I'm going to say Hornquist, and I'm going to say Hornquist not because Gensel is not capable. I mean, I also think you could go with one defenseman and play Gensel in the left circle where Kessel used to be. But it just seems to me that if you are going to employ Patrick Hornquist and you're going to pay him, although it's not you know, a big factor now, but if you're going to have Patrick Hornquist on your team, he can be of some value as a third-line right winger. That should be a pretty good third line. But his main value is doing exactly that. And if you're going to have Patrick Hornquist on your team as one of 18 skaters, then you've got to use him where he is best, and that is in that position. It's not to say that Gensel's not capable. He is, but if you want to, you can go with one defenseman and still have Gensel on your, your top power play. I, I would have to go with, with Hornquist. He's very accomplished at it. I think he gives them a snarl and attitude that they don't have otherwise. That's why I'm going with him. It's not any kind of a slight for Jake Gensel. Stan, I agree with every word you said, except it's tough to leave your leading goal scorer off the power play. Then again, yeah. he managed to be their leading goal scorer, uh, not not the season just completed, but the one before, despite not being on the power play. That left circle thing, we, we talked about that a bit last week. I just, I still don't know what you do there. I, I guess Rust, because he's a right-handed shot and had a great season, is the easy alternative. Uh, I mean, it is, and I would be fine with that. 
But, and look, Russ is having a great, great season. It's a career year for him, you know, leading the teams in goals scored, partially because, you know, Gensel was hurt. Um, I, you know, but if the only reason that you want Brian Rust on the power play in that position is just because he shoots right over Gensel's left, to me, that's not enough. I mean, I think Russ is a good alternative. He would be the first guy that I would think of. But when you talk about guys like Gensel, um, first of all, we talk about, well, it's great for a one-timer. How often did Kessel ever shoot a one-timer? As in never. Uh, Gensel is a guy who finds what Mario used to call the good ice. He finds where to be. He just has that knack for it. Rust is very capable, uh, but if the only reason that you're going to put Rust in that left circle is because he happens to shoot right-handed, that's not enough for me. Uh, are Sid, Gino, and Latang going to come out flying? After four months off, is there any way that doesn't happen? Let me add, Stan, that uh, Josh O is reporting that they've looked uh, just phenomenal in the first two practices. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to Steve Mears today, and he said uh, the whole team was just jumping, uh, and their their team speed uh, was really uh, on display. Uh, there's no reason why not. I think a lot of people feel that Sid, I mean, structurally from the surgery was okay, but there are an awful lot of people who thought that he was not yet fully recovered. That's a difficult injury uh, from which to recover, uh, and and. A lot of people think that, you know, Sid is Sid, but that maybe he wasn't completely over-the-top healed from that core muscle surgery. Um, along with Gensel, if anybody should benefit from it, it was him. Uh, as far as if, uh, Gino's concerned, I mean, Gino, once he got over his brief injury, he's been flying from the get-go. Um, I, you know, I realize he's about to turn 34, but by all accounts, uh, you know, from day one after he got over his, his little injury there, um, he's been flying. I have no concerns about him. And I think Latang will benefit because, not because of his physical condition, we all know about his physical condition, but we also know how many minutes he plays. And I don't care if you're Superman, and he tends to be that physically, if you're out there 28 minutes a night, and it might be more in the playoffs than he could use the rest. It'd be like him coming out on October the 10th. So I think the rest, in their case, should benefit. Is there any way the Penguins look past Montreal, or is that impossible to do after not playing for four months? I, I just don't see it being the case. Um, I, I don't think it's the case. Uh, if, if I were Montreal, um, I would be more worried about them kind of just, I mean, look, hockey players just don't, show up and throw their skate on the ice. It's just not in their nature. But I think they also recognize their circumstance. I think I'm not concerned about the Penguins' attitude at all. Uh, if I were uh, Mark Bergevin, uh, I would be concerned about the Canadiens' collective attitude, especially um, if Domi does not play. Uh, I'm not, look, I'm not saying that he's Guy Lafleur, but he's an important component to that team on the third line. Uh, Shea Weber did not practice today. They have three players who tested positive. Um, and there's always the price factor. But I also have to wonder, you know, we're 24th. And maybe they feel they have something to prove. We do belong. But I don't think that it would take very long, especially if the Penguins win that first game. Um, and no one's counting margin of victory, but are dominant in that game. Uh, all of a sudden, you say, you know what? 
you know, we, do we really belong here? I mean, I think that would be a bigger concern than I would worry from a Penguin perspective that they won't take them seriously. Finally, Stan, uh, this is flat-out weird, isn't it? It's like Chris Letang said on my show, it's his first summer here in Pittsburgh. It's almost yeah. August, Stan, and we're getting ready to start the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I'm glad, but it's weird. It's, I mean, you tell me one thing that isn't weird. Um, since <laughs> since March the 12th, I mean, everything is weird. Although, the more I thought about it, my life during the pandemic, uh, unfortunately, is a lot like it was before, which is not a good thing. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's very strange. Uh, I wonder what it's going to be like when August 1st hits and we're watching a hockey game, if we're even going to realize that it's August 1st. Um, I don't know. Sid could be playing on his birthday um, for the very first time. Um, it's, it's strange. Everything is. It's the new norm. Stan, as always, a pleasure. We'll talk to you on Thursday on your program. All right, Mark. Great. I enjoyed it. Thank you. That's the great Stan Saverin brought to you by the law firm of Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. Now it's time for the bonus segment. Very exciting of Ask Mark Anything. You can call right now and ask Mark anything. To ask Mark anything, and I really can't say ask Mark anything enough, just dial 412-333-WXDX and wait for it. Ask Mark anything. 1059X. Nine. Time for the bonus segment of Ask Mark Anything, brought to you by Fox Bet. Make the call. Download the app today. Adults 21 and over. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's go to Cody in Greensburg. Cody, Ask Mark Anything. Hey, Mark, if you could go back in time and not and make sure the Penguins don't blow a certain series in, in history, would you rather have them not blow the... Boston Eastern Conference Final in 2013, so they could have went on to face the Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup? Or would you have rather not have them blown their game against the Islanders and so they could have maybe gone on to face the Kings with Wayne Gretzky in the Stanley Cup at that point? Uh, 93. I'd rather had them beat the Islanders in 93 because I think they would have got to the Stanley Cup Final. Lemieux would have beat Gretzky in the Stanley Cup Final, and that would have certainly meant a lot. Now, uh, yeah, and also let's keep in mind that the Penguins lost to the Islanders in Game Seven in overtime, whereas they got blown yeah. out by Boston in four straight in 2013. Yeah. So it wasn't like they blew that; they just got overwhelmed in that series. So if you gave me a choice between '93 and 2013, I would pick '93. But if you put 1975 into the mix and blowing the three games to none lead against the Islanders, even though it would have led to us getting probably killed by the Flyers in the uh, Eastern Division Final, well, the Stanley Cup Semifinals, as it was known then, because you would cross over uh, depending on the round. But uh, yeah, I would have rather uh, won in 75 because that hurt my 14-year-old self an awful lot and still does. Yeah, and, they, and the Flyers probably would have actually tried to have killed us back then, too. So that No, they wouldn't have just fun. tried, believe me. Let's go to uh, Mike in the car. Mike, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Um, I am starting to watch more Premier League, and I'm wondering if you can give me any advice on how to pick a team to root for. Well, you could be a front-running jerk like me when I picked Liverpool way back when, but I've certainly paid my due since then, 30 years between a title. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to, what to tell you. Uh, it, it depends what kind of soccer you like. It depends how addicted a fan you intend to be. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird because I'll give you an example. The Pittsburgh sports media has a lot of Everton fans. 
uh, namely Rob Rossi and Rob Beard Temple. And, you know, they're a middle-of-the-pack team. They're the other Liverpool team. Uh, I don't know why those guys picked Everton, but they did. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. If you have a friend who roots for a team, uh, maybe you want to jump on his personal bandwagon. I don't know. Do you know anybody who roots for a team? I do not. Well, a lot of uh, people have become Liverpool fans based on listening to me on this show. I'm not suggesting that, but uh, I don't know. Just uh, put it this way. Just don't be Man United because it's so cliched. Don't be Man City because it's so store-bought. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Those are two teams I, I tend to not really uh, care to watch. Don't go with Norwich um, either because they're already relegated. Ladies and line open at 4 one 2 3 3 3 WXDX. You know what show I've been watching? I, I started at the beginning with Justified with Timothy Oliphant. It ran from 2010 through 2015. That, that's a good series. I'm almost through season two, and I've really enjoyed it. I'm going to start watching The Godfather of Harlem, which only has one season, I think, on Showtime. Uh, that's, that's a real good. I happen to catch one episode of that. That seems really good. And I still haven't got into Ozark yet. And you know why? It's for the dumbest reason. On my TV, when I get uh, uh, Netflix, I can't get uh, closed caption. I can't get the subtitles. And my hearing's not great, so I need the subtitles. Let's go to Nate in the car. Nate, ask Mark anything. Hello, yes. My question is, what animal out of any animal in the entire kingdom... Uh, that you haven't eaten, do you think would taste delicious? Uh, I don't know that there's an animal that's edible I haven't eaten. Like, I've had rattlesnake. It's, it is delicious. Uh, I had rattlesnake was good. Uh, that, that, what's that place out in Lawrenceville? Uh, the Church Brew Works. They have uh, rattlesnake pierogies. They're unbelievable. I will have to sample. So I don't Any know. Any answer at all? What about human flesh? Human flesh? Uh, if one were allowed, like, ethically, um, I don't know. Uh, probably tastes kind of like, you know, uh, stringy beef. It Maybe, I don't know. just like chicken. Let's go to Bruce and Kraft and Bruce. Ask Mark anything. Yeah, hi, Mark. I, I'm, I'm 70 years old. I listen to your show every day. I love it. Good. And I, I just can't understand your demographics that don't include the baby boomers who are free speech and all that stuff. I think you're funny or sarcastic. Well, no, no, hold I, it. I, hold it. it. I have listeners all over the all over the uh, demographics. It's just the one that matters most is 25 through 54. I, I don't know what right. the exact boomer spectrum is, but 25 through 54 is the one that matters for advertisers. It determines my success and my paycheck, so that's the one I pay right. attention to. I, I see, but I just thought more boomers would be in that demographic. What exactly is a boomer? What's the age range? Tell me exactly. Uh, I know probably, I am one, but I don't know. Yeah, you're 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 a later bloomer, uh, boomer. Uh, probably 1964 forward. And I'm 70, so I'm just going like. 1964 forward is the demographic I'm talking about. 25 to 54. No, 1964 was the last of the boomers. Oh, okay, 1964 and backwards then. Uh, correct, correct. Like I said, I'm 70s, and, and I, I love this. I love the show. I just love uh, 
Well, I, those I people like, do watching, listen to me, but like the one, I pay attention to what affects my money. Pin me and pay me. That's my motto. But thank you for listening. Let's go to Jack in Chippewa. Jack, ask Mark anything. How you doing, Mark? What up? First, first time caller. Love the show. Um, I just wondered how you feel about the fact that all these people got all this extra money on unemployment. Half of them didn't want to go back to work because they were making probably more than what they were. When all these poor people that worked at the grocery stores and Walmarts and McDonald's and the fast food, they get paid less than most of us had to go to work every day. Let me tell you my three-word reaction to it. Not my problem. <laughs> no, I'm serious, bro. A lot of things have happened just recently where everybody's made oh, a clear yeah. they're, yeah. they're going to worry about theirs and uh, themselves and theirs, and that's all I'm worried about now. If it affects me, I'm worried. If not, you can kick rocks. Well, I like to think of other people once in a while, but... Nope, never again. Never again. I've been shown the way by Deshaun Jackson. Never oh, again. I'm telling you, it's crazy out there. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Brad in Blonox. Brad, ask Mark anything. Big fan, Mark. I uh, just want to know who'd win in a street fight, Sergeant Slaughter or Ty Dome. Right now? Right now. Ty would kill him. Ty's a lot younger than Sergeant Slaughter. Unless it was a boot camp match, perhaps. Plus, Ty got that big melon. He could take countless blows off that big dome, and it wouldn't affect him. That's how he fought in hockey. What's good? Harold in the car. Harold, ask Mark anything. Mark? Hey, Mark. Do you uh, watch Netflix from Verizon? Is that what you're providing? Yes. Okay, so here's how you get closed caption. you got to go to options and then menu, and it's up in the upper left corner. Are you sure? I've been told that, and I still couldn't find it. Options and then menu. Yeah, if you can't, I'll have my 12. I'm just trying to be a smartass, but I can have my 12-year-old help you. because he. Where, where are the options at? Where do I find the options? Is that a Netflix On your remote. Or... On my remote. you got to use your remote. Yeah, options and then... It's my regular the Verizon menu, remote. My regular Verizon yes, remote. Yes, sir. And it'll pop up in the upper left-hand corner. And then if it stays up there, hit options again, and then it'll disappear. Okay, options, and then what do I hit? And then when you get options comes up you'll one of them will say menu then hit that then it'll have audio and then you go to audio and then closed caption audio is not closed caption audio has nothing to do with closed caption no. right but that's the sub menu that has closed caption within it all right i'll try it thank you let's go to uh tim in north huntington tim oh, Ask Mark, Mark i just need to know i need to know how you're going to feel when the flyers roll over to penguins in the playoffs this year yeah that did that happen the last time i i don't think it did now, are you a Flyers Stop fan? Stop living in the past. Mark. Are you a Flyers fan? Oh, living in the past. All day. Living in the All past. Day. Have you ever seen the Flyers win the cup? You hung up because you've never seen the Flyers win the cup. That goes for all you Flyer fans. Have you ever seen the Flyers win the cup? Let's go to – and that's what's great about the Flyers. They haven't done anything for so long, and their fans still talk like they matter. The Flyers are an inconsequential sports franchise right now, although they did have a pretty good regular season. Let's go to Noah in the car. Noah, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Um, who would you say is the most influential person alive today? That's a good question because here in America, everybody's a jackass. 
Like, who would you say is the most influential American alive? Um, his name's Mark Madden. I don't agree with that. I mean, for the first time, I, I find myself wondering if the most influential person in the world isn't an American right now. Well, who it would be, I have no idea. It's just effed up. It is just effed up. Wouldn't shock me if somebody nukes somebody, and the sooner the better. All righty then. What do I got next? Up next. I always lose track of what's next because I live in the moment. I'm shuffling through my notes here. Something's next. 30 seconds away. 105.9.